0: Coming up.
1: If they've got a spark and they're hungry to learn, then what this does, what this programme does, it provides a strong, well-structured, excellent pathway into a career shaping children's futures. And that gets me really excited.
0: Hello and welcome to Ebor Talk, the primary education podcast brought to you by Ebor Academy Trust. Today, Sue Hinchcliffe, Director of Apprenticeships, talks with Ben Green, Head Teacher at Brotherton and Byram Community Primary Academy, about the value and considerable merits of Ebor's Early Years Educator Apprenticeship Programme. For more details, see our website at www.ebor.academy. Ben, thank you so much for having us here and for letting us pick your brains and bef- for being willing to chat to us about apprenticeships and in particular our early years educator programme you've worked with us and engaged with us as an apprenticeship provider in a number of ways you've helped us to build our programme so you're part of a team of leading early years practitioners at the very beginning who helped us to sort of set out the curriculum plans and what that would look like for our early years educator and you have then subsequently worked as both a mentor and an employer of apprentices on all three of our programs i think it would be great to to kind of have a little bit of Information about your leadership credentials around EYFS, Ben, and what experience do you have? What made you qualify for you know, helping us to write that programme?
1: Well, so firstly, you're very welcome here, uh, Brotherton. It's been lovely to have you and to show you around today. And it's really great to be able to come and share my own experiences um, of working alongside apprentices um, and with yourself. I have an absolute passion for high quality early years education. This sector is absolutely crucial. It's really important that we give our young children the best foundation in life. And I um, started my teaching career as a reception teacher and I've worked in nursery um, as well and I have a, a, a strong passion for ensuring our youngest children get the best start possible in life. And um, I worked in teaching for for a number of years, um, and then worked as an Early Years Lead, and I've done that in different settings, so I've worked as an Early Years Lead in a mixed setting, with nursery and reception together, but I've also worked in larger three-forms entry schools, where you might have separate nurseries and reception, much larger cohorts, different needs and opportunities. Um, So I've worked in, in Early Years as a teacher for over a decade now, and i've had the opportunity over the years as well not just to lead units and lead teams but i've had the opportunity to partner to partner with local authorities to partner with um, academy trusts um, to support early years practice and policy on a wider scale so i've had opportunities to get into other classrooms and to get alongside teachers listen to where they're up to and support them with ideas and initiatives I've had opportunities to work with local authorities around providing early years um, foundation partnerships to engage childminders, private settings, as well as the maintained sector. Um, And I've also worked with companies like Early Excellence to raise practice and to improve training across the sector. So you can hear I'm (laughs) passionate about early years and I've had a lot of opportunities to, to influence and to share and to
0: grow myself as well. Excellent, Ben, thank you. And that's why we wanted you on that team um, at the outset to build our programme. Thank you for that. So I suppose what I'm interested in now is, you know, what are your thoughts about the benefits of investing in the skills of the early years workforce? I know that often, um, if there are as a teacher in an early years setting, that they get often get lots of CPD. What, what's the value in investing in um, and upskilling the skills of the, of, of the other staff in that setting, the ones that are working you know, as key workers?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. The early years framework makes it very clear that a strong workforce is at the heart of best practice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say a strong teacher, it doesn't say one individual, it says a strong workforce, a team. And uh, what the Early years Apprenticeship does is it builds your team um, alongside all that investment you might get in other channels and routes for people like teachers. In the early years we want children to have a very, very strong foundation. Um, it's important, especially from children from disadvantaged backgrounds. So we need every member of a team to be skilled in identifying, where there might be gaps in learning, but also coming up with ideas for moving that learning forward. It doesn't just fall on one person's shoulders. Absolutely. The earliest curriculum is broad. We take a holistic approach here, and it should be fully immersive. It can't be carried by one person. So to get that foundation strong, we need a team of people. A team who will work together to share knowledge, knowledge of the curriculum, but also the children, and how to move learning on quickly. We also need people who are going to be able to connect with and engage families and communities and, and carers and supporters. So it's important that all of our staff are able to relate to our families, to listen to their concerns and to feedback progress. It's really important um, that everyone can do that. Um, we need people who enjoy spending time with children. It's really important. Absolutely. Again, It sets that out the New Development Matters documentation published last year sets that out early on. We want people who enjoy being with young children and that's the the forefront of their mind when they're coming to work. They enjoy being with children, they want to see them progress and develop. We also want inclusive practitioners and again children come with a a wide range of needs, whether that be special educational needs um, or they might come with English as an additional language. We need a team of people who can identify and provide the right levels of support so, a skilled workforce across the board is a non-negotiable for us.
0: Excellent. Great to hear it. Thank you. Um, so, so, you would say that by ensuring those working with our earliest children leads to better provision and better outcomes?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Our
1: curriculum needs to be designed and developed and reflected on by skilled people. You, know, you hit the nail on the head there with this you know, outdated concept of it just being carried by one person, one teacher. Mm-hmm. We know in, in the early years workforce that it just doesn't work. Um, we need everyone to be ambitious. We need people to um, understand that the curriculum is carefully sequenced, it's progressive, and it builds over time. And we also need people who can recognise and respond to children's interests. So, we need to make sure that all of our early years professionals are skilled to see what children are interested in and respond in the moment. So, that, that's part of it. When you can do that, outcomes improve over time. Children make more progress, their outcomes are um, higher. And ultimately, what we want is for our children to be ready for key stage one, ready for that in the next stage of learning. And I believe. Um, that ensuring our all of our children, all of our, all of our staff are skilled leads to higher outcomes,
0: and and better outcomes leads to better life chances.
1: Yes, particularly we know for children from more disadvantaged backgrounds. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we want everybody to be able to give our children a wide range of opportunities, ambitious opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, we know in the early years as well that communication and stories and reading has a a big impact. We know that children from disadvantaged backgrounds are disproportionately affected of course um, and they have less exposure to that. So we need people who are speaking, communicating, driving language rich environments, reading to our children, building a love of language and, and reading from that foundational point so they can thrive
0: from year one up. Yeah, Great, thank you Ben. So, lots of reasons why you were on the team to develop our curriculum and to develop our curriculum plans, to shape the programme, to shape the programme content, Um, lots of rationale there for why it's important to invest in our early years workforce. So what I kind of want to come to now, Ben, is like in your experience of recruiting, working with and supporting apprentices, um, working in early years, would you say that apprenticeship training results in that better provision being made? Yes, I would. Our trainees
1: receive a mixture of high quality training, the front end, and regular time in the classroom with practitioners and children. Because the session is so well structured, it it means that our apprenticeship trainees are taking on new information, new knowledge And then they're having well-structured time to use and apply that knowledge in a localised context. And that does lead to a growth in confidence, Mm -hmm. a growth in expertise, and more impacts and therefore better progress for our children. In my experience, the trainees I've worked with have grown enormously in their confidence. And that goes such a long way. We know that, don't we? Um, When people feel confident in what they're doing they feel more able to use their initiative, Mm -hmm. to respond, to ask questions. Um, And over time, we see that growth in knowledge and skill um, having a big impact.
0: And would you say, Ben, that confidence comes from increased knowledge and increased skills?
1: Yeah, I would. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, it's a good point, Sue. we see people start at the start of the programme come with lots of questions <laughs> but they're not always sure what you don't know what you don't know do you absolutely and, and so um as they have those first few face-to-face sessions and new knowledge goes in they come back with some really well-placed questions so they may say oh i learned this on on a session how does that apply here great question let me show you let me direct you have a go And um, because they then get opportunities to put things into practice Mm -hmm. and try it out their confidence grows absolutely and things and I've worked with with trainees who've said you know come back and and talked about improving language in setting or supporting children with special needs and have said so we talked about this on the training and we need to have a go and I'll say brilliant let's let's talk about it let's plan something in together and have a go and initially they're like oh what me okay and um i love that model in our setting where at first it might be that the experienced practitioner leads and shows and the trainee assists or watches but then over the course of the program as their confidence grows that flips to them leading and driving with somebody else just checking in and observing your feedback and that's all built on confidence that it grows, isn't it?
0: Yeah, great. That's great feedback, Ben. Thank you. So my next question was really, are you uh, able to describe any of the ways in which training has made a difference for what apprentices do um, or how it's improved early years' provision or outcomes uh, for pupils? In particular, do you have any specific examples?
1: Yeah, loads of examples. Um, one that stands out for me, because, um, because it's such a focus for our setting, was around session on communication, uh, communication and language, sorry. Um, our children come in um, below baseline um, in their communication and language, um, and so we do a lot of work to support that early on, and very targeted work. I remember one of our trainees coming back and talking about using the environment to drive language and to introduce ambitious new vocabulary, and um, provide opportunities for communication and she wanted to change our home corner, she wanted to change some provision and uh, we got quite excited about this and she asked the team for their ideas, um, she asked me for my ideas and then I uh, said go for it, just have a go and created some time for her to do that and she brought in some really exciting new provision for the children and she modelled it to use really effectively. And the impact on language was significant. Our children were... We talk about hot spots and cold spots in provision. Here was a hot spot. Children wanted to be in there. Children had a a need to use language to access certain um, equipment. Um, We brought in mathematical language. She created a phone book using the, the terminology that we teach in maths as well. So if they wanted to ring one of us teachers, they had to use the phone book and use our name and use the number. So some lovely creative ideas that just result in children having a need Mm -hmm. and a space to practice using language. Um, That was really exciting to see. I could go on and take (coughs) loads of different examples. Uh, But why that was so special for me was, um, I don't think at the start of the programme, well, I know she wouldn't have had the confidence to do it, Mm -hmm. or the knowledge. Yeah. Yet after several months of the program, she was able to do that. And as an employer, as an early as leader at the time, what I needed to do was facilitate it. Yeah. So here's some time. Here's some ideas. Have a go. Let's reflect.
0: Create some space for her to, to practice yeah. and do yeah. and to perfect. Great. Thank you, Ben. And I, and I know that we've had similar sort of feedback from other from other employers or the other settings, both both school based and nursery. How would you rate? us at Ebor Academy Trust, as a provider, um, how to describe the support, communication, collaboration and training that we've provided um, for those people who might be interested in working with us?
1: Excellent, basically. I'd say excellent, (laughs) Sue. That's the right answer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Very supportive from, from day one. Ebor's values shape the behaviour and the attitude of this training. We talk about excellence, we talk about belonging, we talk about opportunities, we talk about respect. And that is runs right the way through this programme. The quality of the training sessions I know is excellent. Our staff come back with new knowledge, they come back with questions, they come back with a, a, a desire to learn. Staff have high expectations of trainees, there's very much a culture within Ebor of Everyone can, everyone should, mm-hmm. and all of our trainees have those opportunities to excel and they rise to the challenge. Collaboration is a strength. I think trainees tell me how much they value the time with peers, the time out of the classroom to think, to talk, mm-hmm. to discuss in a safe place. Um, and I also would say in terms of collaboration that the support we get from the whole team as an employer is very, very strong. So communication is excellent, and when we need things um, addressing, it's done in a really professional way and very quickly. So I would give it a big thumbs up. (laughs) Um, and wouldn't hesitate to recommend it to any employer who's looking to grow their workforce.
0: Thank you. That's great to hear. Is there anything else that you'd like to say or you think that would be useful for other employers to hear?
1: Yeah. I've always said, for many years that we want to find the very best people to come and work with our children and um, we want them to come in and set a foundation for a life full of learning and development. And I believe if people have a passion for supporting children then a place on an Ebor apprenticeship programme will give them the knowledge and the, and the skills they need to become a highly skilled practitioner. And that's the real joy for me, and that's what I'd say to any employer, is you can't teach those relationships with children, you can't teach people Mm -hmm. to connect with children. If they've got a spark and they're hungry to learn, then what this does, what this programme does, it provides a strong, well-structured, excellent pathway into a career shaping children's futures. And that gets me really excited. Me too.
0: Me too, and that's why I do it. <laughs> oh, Ben, thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you, and I really appreciate the time that you've made, especially at the beginning of term. Pleasure. Okay, thank you ever so much. Thank you, Sue. And a reminder that you can find out more about Ebor's Early Years Educator Apprenticeship Programme and other apprenticeships at our website www.ebor.academy.